Now, at this moment, he is just blowing Arjuna's mind off, as you would say. Not that Arjuna would understand, and maybe some of you also right now may not understand. But when Arjuna's mind is trained after the sixth chapter, Shri Krishna is going to take up this theme again in the seventh, ninth, thirteenth, fifteenth chapter. So don't panic if you don't understand right now. But only to give Arjuna a higher viewpoint from which you can see your lower problems. And in front of that, they appear insignificant. As I said, a huge trunk of a tree on the road might have significance for a person in the car. But for one who is in the helicopter and one who is in a jet, <laughs> will not even see it. Remaining in the problem to find solution to the problem which appears in its magnitude large, we will just get inundated by it and therefore very often we run away from it rather than face it and surmount it. Therefore, Bhagwan first takes him to the highest spiritual standpoint from where nothing is a problem, if you say. Death is a problem. There is no such thing as death. So where can it be a problem? So keep your vision so high that nothing appears as a problem to you. Nothing is of any that grave importance that will make you disturbed or agitated. And therefore Shri Krishna is giving the highest spiritual view. Not that in this condition Arjuna is going to realize it. But at least he knows that there is such a truth, such a reality. At least he knows that, that there is such a goal to aspire for. And front of that, all these things are insignificant. Even life and death is insignificant. Once we have realized that, then we don't make a big deal of problems. That's why he taking him to that level. Now, another beautiful thing, which very often people of the world who are very attached, don't like to listen to it. But whether you like it or not, it is the truth. And since it is the truth, it is the best. Because that which is Satyam is Shivam and that which is Shivam is Sundaram. That which is truth is auspicious and that which is auspicious is beautiful. So remember that. The truth is beautiful. And now Bhagwan gives this verse, even really speaking to understand these type of verses, even the sheer language of it is in the language of such paradoxes sometimes. This is not a paradoxical word, but in such paradoxes. It is said, that when Ved Vyasa wanted to write the Mahabharat, his ideas were flowing. He wanted a stenographer who could quickly jot down the ideas and not just say, huh, what did you say? Because you know when the idea comes and you tell to repeat, same thing, you know, like for example, an inspirational statement comes out and there are people also that are foolishly come. Oh Swamiji, I heard you give such a good talk. 
Can you repeat it to me? Your tape recorder, what you can rewind and forward. Go on YouTube, see it. <laughs> because even the same words will not come out again. They're not some memorized words. Some people say, Oh, Swamiji, I went shopping, you know. Now, can you just tell me in short what you said? Go and shop it in the market. You cannot. Even when you're dictating something, you have said something, a beautiful idea. And then you say, oh, what did you say? You yourself will not be able to repeat the same words again. So you want your stenographer to go fast. So Brahmaji only recommended that there was only one stenographer who was really that fast and brilliant. And that is Ganesha. But Ganesha also came. When you're a good stenographer, he came with his own contract deal. That you will not stop dictating even for a minute. Otherwise, I go. So then Ved Vyasa put another condition in the contract. That you will not write down anything till you have not understood it. And therefore, there are certain statements. And I'll point out to you those statements. They ever remain a kind of mystery. Even when you have understood it, Afterwards, you think about it, you think you have not understood. These are such certain such verses and they are the highest knowledge revealing verses. In fact, as many times over the years, they can keep fascinating you. Because they give you the glimpse and then suddenly you wonder, what does the verse mean? Even Ganesh had to pause. So that... Ganesh is a devata. He doesn't have to go to huh, do his other chores. But Vedvyasa, if he wants to go and have a bath or he wants to go and eat a meal, he can't be putting a morsel in his mouth and dictating. So, that time he would throw some very profound words that even Ganesh had to pause and think. Now, what are those verses? We can just imagine. Just because we find it difficult doesn't mean that Ganesh found it difficult. But there, if Ganesh found it difficult, we would definitely find it difficult to understand. Now here is a beautiful verse which is not really that difficult. Because here, what is the truth is indicated. Truth cannot be described in words. But truth can be indicated and there is a difference between an indicator and defined object. Indicated object and defined object. The truth which is infinite, that transcends the mind and intellect, which is beyond therefore our perception and experience and therefore beyond our speech. It can only be indicated, not defined, not explained. It can only be indicated, it can only be shown. Don't hold on to the indicator. With the indicator, see the indicated. Otherwise, people who love Sanskrit, they like to play with these words, juggle with these words. And I have understood the words. Understanding the meaning of this word is insignificant. Compared to, I said, compared to knowing what it indicates. But we have to understand the word, then only we can know what it is 
indicated. Now comes this verse where Bhagwan points out what is the truth and what is it that we call as untruth. And from now on, don't say, you know, my truth is different from your truth. If the truth is different, it is not truth. Truth is that which cannot be refuted. If you see something as a snake and somebody sees it as a crack in the ground and someone sees it as a garland of flowers, you can't say this is my truth. This is your experience. Don't tell your experience is the truth. Truth is that having once determined it, it cannot be refuted by any other means of knowledge. Then it is the truth. But in simple words, that which does not change. Shankaracharya has given an amazing, amazing commentary. Gurudev has, of course, based it on that only. And goes deeper at the thought level. But at this moment, we will not go into that. But I'll explain in the simple example that Shankaracharya and Gurudev has given. But in a simple way to understand is that which is changeless is that which is the same at all times, which does not undergo any change, that is the truth. That which changes obviously cannot be the truth. That's why we call it as relative reality. Relative reality is not reality. It's relative. Related means it can be related to your perception, it can be related to the light that in which you are seeing. For example, now in this light, you see certain colors. You see it under another light, you see a different shade of the same cloth. I'm sure you know it, no? We used to have earlier those bulbs. Not, most of these now have got all the spectrum of light. But those bulbs did not have. If you ever wore something red and went in that light, it would appear black. So is it black or is it red? It depends on the light. But it is a cloth that is firm, is it not? And relatively that it is a cloth. But what is the color depends on the light and if it depends on the light and changes according to the light then what you are seeing is not the truth. Hmm? You get understanding this? But in simple word that which does not change is the truth. I can say the experience of it does not change. The thought of it does not change. So I won't be doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> the thought of it does not change. That is the truth. That about which 
your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas, your perception changes cannot be the truth. This is what now Bhagawan is trying to indicate to us what is the truth. Nasato vidyate bhavaha. Nasato vidyate bhavaha. Nabhavo vidyate sataha. Nabhavo vidyate sataha. Ubhayo rapi drishtontaha. Ubhayo rapi drishtontaha. Vanayo this has been ascertained, this has been seen by the knowers of truth. Tattva darshibihi. Tattva, tat, that, tattva means the nature of that truth. Tattva darshibihi. Those who have directly realized the truth, they have known the nature of truth. They have said, Na asataha vidyate bhavaha. The unreal has got no existence. Na bhava. So the unreal has no being. And Na abhava vidyate sataha. And that which is real or the truth, there is no non-being of it, means there is no non-existence of it. Ubhayor api drishtaha antaha. Knowing very clear. The distinction between the two, they are the ones who are Tattva Darshis. And they have pointed this out to us. That is the truth which never changes and is ever existent. Therefore, the very name of truth is existence. And that which is not, uh, that which is changing is never the truth. So untruth is that which never exists. Truth is that which always exists. But there is a third category. We seem to see it exist. For example, this ever-changing world. We see to it exist. Therefore, we call it relative reality. And this is a word not what to say Einstein give actually was given by Shankaracharya millenniums ago. Or yeah, a millennium ago. Where he called it as Mithya. Relative reality. But in Mandukya Karika, it is made clear that that which was not there in the beginning and which is not there in the end, in the middle also, it is really not there. It was never there. It's an appearance. It is an appearance. And therefore, in reality, it was never there. 
for example your dream it was not there when you wake up it is not there do you think in the middle also swami ji our dreams real show me it is not even there which means you experience it but it is only an appearance so simple thing to understand is that which you see changing is an appearance and therefore in reality is not there and that which is there even when you do not see it it is still there there were gurudev's latest quote you must have seen come up no world even though you see it it is not there and god even though you don't see is there in simple language god so what is real and what is unreal now you tell me what's the color of the sky today you are not from england i hope <laughs> what's the color of our sky blue, blue. is it grey there's no pollution here it is blue but by afternoon when the clouds come you will say it is grey so what is the color of the sky blue what's the color of the sky grey does sky any have any color <laughs> seeing is believing and you say no yeah have you ever seen the sky colorless and yet you say that these are not the color of the sky come on you blind you know blind intellectuals you will call them isn't it think about it even though you don't see the sky the sky is there and even though you see these colors as such the sky does not have these colors this is just for your understand now take an example of a pot a mud pot take the example pot is made up of mud you make it into a pot or you make it into a vase the mud is always there but the pot the vase keeps on changing but there is no non being of the mud but when you see the pot also it is only mud is there anything separate than mud which is what you call as a pot tell me that you call as a vase tell me is it it is only an appearance on mud or mud is just appearing in that form now this is very subtle to understand mind you is the highest intellect it goes beyond relativity and don't tell you you can't understand because this knowledge was given to a kid yeah. grow up hmm. only you have to try to understand we've been given the intellect 
we should try to understand it. All we understand is dal aate ka bhav. Because the conversation is all about, you know, how expensive lentils have become these days. This is what we are using our intellect. Kripana, miser. The highest discrimination is to recognize between real and unreal. What is the reality of the ornament? The ring, the bangle, necklace. That can keep on changing. It is the gold. Without the gold, show me the necklace. Does the necklace exist? Does the ring it exist? The ring has got no existence without gold. Gold is permanent. The shape keeps on changing, which you give names and utility. Now you understand what's real and what is unreal. But in simple words, what Bhagwan is saying, that real is that which is permanent. Unreal is that which is changing. So everything that you experience is changing is what? You were saying it. What is it? Unreal. And for something which is unreal, you are creating a real problem for others, is it? <laughs> because when you have a problem, you create it for others. Just think about it. How wonderful to understand that this whole world that you experience is only an illusion. I don't say it's an illusion. It is good that it's an illusion. How about illusion? Even my children are also illusion. First thing we think about the children are illusion. You don't mind thinking a mother-in-law is an illusion, but <laughs> children are illusion, no. See, whatever we are attached, even in the dream, when we wake up from the dream, we wish that we had carried that from the dream with us, is it not? But it was a dream. This whole life experience is like a dream. I said, like a dream. It's like a dream. It's like a movie show. The screen is blank. But on that, you show a movie. When you show a movie, you are actually seeing it. Haven't you seen all, especially uh, everywhere actually around the world, when all these housewives are watching these soap operas, where there's saas bahu ki kahani or I don't know what all goes on, but this different. What's the latest series? Y'all don't know. Y'all don't watch TV. Movies you watch. At least you must have watched some movie for some time. And you see these mothers, they sit and watch these television series and they're going <laughs> crying with it. And after crying, they say, that was such a nice episode. They were crying. Because as long as not in it, now you are sitting and crying at that time thinking it is very real because you are involved with it. 
when you get involved with the movie and we who are bored we're waiting when that television uh, series will end and we will watch our cricket or football we are just watching and we are seeing the entertainment these women of the house crying away and we are like saying there and and we're looking at it what are you crying first of all the acting there is artificial <laughs> the next moment she would have gone and the director would have said what what good acting and she would have been taking a glass of champagne after shedding tears there you know it's just a drama now when you know it is a drama you can actually enjoy it for example why do you go to see horror movies if such a horror and everybody nowadays in india so my cook is always watching that only you know atmao ki kahani i have to redefine my definition of atma what they mean is bhut atma iske andar atma aa gayi aur wo chhumne lagi <laughs> what they mean is the spirit came into that person and she started speaking and there was the spirit there and they watch all these horror movies and they all come at night only i do not know why people want to watch horror movie because if you were in that horror you wish it never happened but because you know it is on television you can enjoy the horror movie also because happening to someone else not to you and you're just seeing it in a box if that's the attitude you just take to life how beautifully guru gobind singh says main to param purush ka dasa ayo dekhan jagat tamasha in panchadeshi also vidyananya swami has given a complete chapter which is called as natak deep that how this whole world is a stage on which different characters at different periods of time come and go sometimes there's a tragedy sometimes there's a comedy sometimes there's a horror sometimes there is romance all come and go on the stage all is visible under the light which remains the same and in whom neither there is the romance nor there is the murder recognize that which is permanent in the world names and forms change but that existence always remains what is that permanent in you the body changes and therefore it will perish the mind how easily and constantly it is changing you know the emotions of the mind constantly changing even the ideals and knowledge of your intellect constantly changing if not constantly sometimes changing but it changes no but what is that which is changeless in you to know that all this is changing it is under some light that you see the characters come and 
go. That is the truth. That is permanent. Everything else, even though it appears, is an illusion. I tell you, if you just hold on to this knowledge, even though you don't realize it, I tell you, it's such a consolation. Because if it was real, you could never get out of it. Because it is unreal or an appearance that you can get out of it. Therefore, even during the most difficult situations in your life, even the most tragic moments of your life, you can to some extent think that this too shall pass away. But only if you understand this is all just an appearance, not real. And hold on to that which is real and permanent. Then these ever-changing appearances will not haunt you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.